0: But uh, praise the Lord. Okay, we're all good. We're all settled. You got your Bibles? There's a time, you know, when um, if you didn't bring your Bible, you got in trouble. Whoever went to a church like that, you know, it's like people looked at you and thought, what's wrong? You're missing something, you know. But, you know, now we've got it on our apps, we've got it on our phones, we've got it on our digital uh, uh, devices. I just say, I say, I will use anyone that helps me. Amen. Anyone that helps me. And we're, we're well into a series now, and, uh, and again, we're having Marika next week, Pastor Marika. So uh, just thought to just stick with what we're on now, which is a Walking with God series. That's right. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and are safe. So if that's for those that are in that little tug of war thing. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and are safe. Praise the Lord. Just tuck that in your heart, if that's a tug of war that you're in at the moment. Amen. Well, we, we've uh, been saying and, and often use, use the, that, that saying that says, uh, walking and talking with God. Who's heard us talking about that as the normal experience, walking and talking with God? And, uh, and of course, it describes so perfectly the way that we should uh, approach the devotional part of our Christian life. It's just that walking and talking with God, you know, it reminds us that our focus should be on being in step with him, you know, being in alignment, uh, uh, going in his direction, heading in the same direction and uh, fulfilling his will for our lives. So, so close to him that we know what steps uh, he would have us take. That's that walking and talking with God aspect. And we've seen in the past uh, weeks that the Bible tells us to imitate God and that, that Uh, means to be like him doesn't it it means you know our love walk is such a big key to our ongoing walk with the Lord you know we've been talking about our love walk as well getting our relationship right with God vertically this way means uh, and and is very much dependent on getting our love walk right horizontally you know with our brothers and sisters in Christ and uh, to love and uh, forgive uh, our brothers and sisters in Christ, that's so critical. We want to talk uh, and major on our relationship this way when we're making a mess of things this way. And uh, we always only have to just come back. I like um, uh, first, first John uh, 4 and uh, verse uh, 19 through to 21. It says there, we love because he first loved us. There's your motivation straight away. We love because he first loved us. And we have to know and believe the love that God has for us. Amen, Jess? We were talking about that this morning. For anyone who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love God whom he has not seen. There's that, there's that revelation. Talk about loving God this way when we're not loving people this way. And we have this commandment from him. Whoever loves God must love his brother and I would say his sister as well. Amen? Amen. And we need to remind ourselves that the love walk is so much a part of our walking with God, our love walk that we're called to. It will cause us to walk in love like God does. Amen. And I know some of us have had relationships that are challenging, you know. And uh, we grit our teeth and we do our best, but sometimes we don't feel like we're kind of quite getting that right. But we need to persevere. We need to keep on. We need to, you know, if we've made a mess of it one day, determine we're going to make a better job of it the next day. Amen? Amen. You know, let's not give up. Let's not give up on being able to achieve that and, and fulfill uh, this great commandment that's been given to us. Uh, Ephesians 5, verse 1 to 2, it says there, therefore be imitators of God as dear children, and there it is again, it says, and walk in love. As Christ, also has loved us and given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. You know, the truth of it is is that walking in love with people sometimes is not the feeling you're going to get. It has to be sometimes the sacrifice you give in obedience to the word. I'm just, just going to do the word, so I'm just going to forgive, I'm going to let go. I'm going to, you know offer that as a sacrifice. You know, the Greek word is mimatis, that word there, imitate. It's mimatis, and it means to mimic. You know, we mimic the Lord when we do walk in love. And, uh, and of course, uh, you know, mimic means to do what they're doing, to do what, you know, to see what they're doing and do what they're doing. And I wasn't too sure whether I'd share this or not, but I remember an exact moment in my childhood where uh, in walking to school, primary school, um, that I attended, uh, it was a short, short walk from home. You walked down the street and you took a hard left down a, a short pathway. Uh, it went along a drain, an open drain back in those days, but it went along a cut th- you know through and it was like a double concrete thing, and you know when you 're little it 's like a mile you know, but it was actually only about i don 't know fifty meters or so that took you from our street, the street we lived in, to the street that the school was on, and you entered into the school, so it was just a short walk. And in those days, my parents let me walk by myself, probably from about grade one or grade two, you know. Off the school you go, you can walk, and off you went. And uh, there was no stranger danger in those days at all. But there were tough kids, tougher kids than me, you know. <laughs> I've got a little story about this, that's a funny one. And anyway, there was this uh, uh, family that lived about three or four houses down from us, and um, uh, they were the young family, and uh, they had... Their youngest son was just a little bit older than me, but he was the toughest kid in the school, okay? If you could beat him, you became the toughest kid in the school. And, um, you know, I, I, um, <laughs> I, I thought, always thought that I was too small for him to pick on. That was my safety, you know? I was, I was too young than he was, you know? I was younger than him, so he wouldn't pick on me, so... But anyway, this one day I felt a little bit safe, uh, in that knowledge that I was younger than him, though, so he wouldn't pick on me. And, um, and uh, I could see him coming. I entered into the pathway, and I could see him coming the other way. And he was the toughest kid in the school. And he had a walk that said, I'm the toughest kid in the school. I'll, I'll try and mimic it. He had the fingers in the belt loops, and he was walking along like this. And he had those beetle boots. You know the beetle boots? Uh, I, I, if you look at the beetles back in the 60s, they they wore these boots, that were sort of like a, a anyway he had them on and, uh, and he thought he was the ant's pants you know and he's walking down there and I don't know that he was doing it for me or whatever but he looked pretty tough as he was walking down the street and, uh, and I felt I felt for some stupid reason that I should mimic his walk <laughs> so he's coming in one direction walking like this and I go and overact and I'm walking like just two as, as I walk down toward him. And I thought that I was safe <laughs> because I thought that I was safe because I was younger than him and that he wouldn't dare, you know, beat me up. <laughs> Guess what he did? We got real close and I, I kept it right up until I was really close, and he stopped and pushed me against the fence, pushed me there and punched me. <laughs> gave me a good thump in the arm, but he went easy on me because I was younger than him. I believe that was my safety. I would say this out of that, is, is that don't mimic the wrong person. <laughs> I definitely mimicked the wrong person that day, but he still went easy on me. I, 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 didn't, come, I didn't go home in an ambulance or anything like that, but um, I, I remember those days. funny, eh? You know... The Bible talks um, about our walk with God in many ways. You know, we can we can walk with the Lord in ways that please him. We've been talking about that over the weeks. Uh, we're called to walk by faith. We saw that in Enoch's life, where he had a testimony that pleased God, that, that the Bible says when we walk with uh, the Lord, that it delights him. We saw that about Enoch. You know, when uh, the Lord is pleased with us, we can know that you know, that that pleasure that he has. Psalm um, Psalm 37 and uh, in verse 23, it says the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he, God, delights in his way. You know, when your steps are pleasing to the Lord, he's pleased. He delights in our way, the way that we're going. And look what it says in verse 24, and it's important for us to see this part as well. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down. For the Lord upholds him with his hand. Good scripture, isn't it? And that verse just shows us that when we walk with God, uh, it's not because we're perfect. We might trip up and stumble at times. You know, sometimes mimic the wrong person. You know, find a a thing that we think we should be like, and it's wrong, and uh, we get into trouble for it. But, you know, when we purpose to walk with God, We are not cast down when we fail. You know, his hand is always outstretched. You know, that's a little bit like the the prodigal son, wasn't it? You know, the father's hand was always outstretched to him. He went off and did his own thing. He went off and did the wrong thing. But the father's hand was always stretched out to him. And uh, that's a picture of love, isn't it? That's a picture of God's love for us all to understand and know. His hand is always outstretched to us. He, you know, he continues to love us where we are and we need to hold his hand in our walk with the Lord, you know, staying close, especially when we've let him down and we know we've let him down. Don't run away from God, run to God. Don't feel that you have to go through four weeks of penance to sometime you know, get back to a place where he likes us again. No, no, his hand is always stretched out to us. He continues to love us where we are. And um, you know those times when we let the old man dominate us, and there's a there's a time when we feel that we've we've sort of let ourselves down because the old man has had his way, and uh, and he shouldn't have. One John one eight nine reminds us that his mercies are new every morning. Great is his faithfulness, and I like that scripture in First John one eight nine. We all know it. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You know, I recall uh, early, uh, early, very early memory uh, in the streets of Perth. Probably uh, it would have been the, in the corner of uh, Hay Street and Barrack Street. Now that's, anyone that knows Perth, that's iconic Perth, okay? Hay and Barrack, got the town hall there, T-Sharp and Co. just over on the other corner. Some of you that know Perth. And uh, I, we were in town, I think I was with my dad and I'm only a little little guy, you know, holding onto my dad's hand, you know, looking around at everybody else's belts, you know, I was really quite small and I guess we were there, my dad used to like to shop at T-Sharp Co, they had all, he was a tobacconist and my dad would smoke the pipe and he would have all these different pipes all lined up and he'd go every now and then he'd save up and buy a new pipe. And so we were in there probably heading to T-Sharp Co and waiting for the cross uh, crosswalk and... And, of course, I must have, as I'm standing there, sort of found something that had got my attention or got distracted by something. I, I let my hand, you know, fall and got onto something. And, you know, of course, you know, once I finished that, I, I grabbed, you know, that hand again. And I still remember to this day the absolute fright and horror when I looked up and saw that I was no longer holding my dad's hand. <laughs> and this person looking down at me to see who it was that he just grabbed his hand. And it was me, and I'm going, like this, you know, wide-eyed and scared and, and uh, you know. And, I, of course, I quickly dropped that and quickly found my dad and grabbed his hand again and was sort of, you know, leaning into his knees and, you know, into his legs. And, and uh, it's a lot like our walk with the Lord. You know, we have to ensure we have a good grip and hang on to his hand, you know, because it's always outstretched to us. You know, don't be found hanging on to something else as a security. You know, something that's not true. Something that's not in the Bible. Don't hang on to things that make you feel better, but are not biblical. You know, look for the Father's hand. You know, the Father's righteous right hand is always extended to us. And when we miss it and fail in our walk with him, he's always there to restore us. Um, Just, you know, repent, Change your mind, change your thinking, make a commitment not to do that. Don't do that anymore. Make that commitment and ask the Lord to forgive you. That's repentance and forgiveness. And we should exercise ourselves in it. Um, Isaiah 41 and verse 10, it says this. It says, fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand hand good verse you know we're called to walk and talk with the lord and i want to talk a little bit about this we we'll go into this series we'll talk a little bit more about the talking side rather than the walking side but you know the talking part is about being prayerful really when you get right down to it the, that's what the the talking part is about it involves also hearing his voice hearing what he's saying being led by the spirit of god it is something that's available to us as our sons and daughters of God. You know, and I'm puzzled by it. I must, I'll be honest with you. I'm puzzled always by those that find the concept of hearing from God as a strange phenomena. You know, worse, those that assume that it's not possible and that you're making it up. Boy, and I always let that just wash over and, you know, like water off a duck's back. I'm going to go on hearing from God. I want to hear from God. I don't think that's something that's just the Old Testament people with big beards. I think it's New Testament. I think it's current church age because the last time I looked, we're in the New Testament. It's the age of grace. And all we have to do, the Bible says, draw near to God and he'll draw near to you. And that's not just a sense of the glory. That's when he draws near to you, he's got a word, he's got something to say, he's got something to bless you with. And we should be looking to hear from that. Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. All the sheep said, amen. He said that the voice of a stranger they'll not follow. (laughs) And they'll certainly not hold a stranger's hand, you know. (laughs) So um, let's just uh, revisit a little bit where we were last week, because I think this is important to where we are in this message so far. And I'll just say this, is that Galatians chapter 5 and... uh, Oh, did I get out of whack there? Did I? I must have. Galatians chapter 5 and verse 16 to 18 it says, I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another, so that you do not do the things that you wish. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Great scripture. Gives us a few insights, a few things that we should consider. The easy way to overcome weakness in the flesh is to walk in the spirit. You know, every time we find ourselves in, in a situation where we have to recognize that we've been weak in the flesh, we have to ask ourselves, what am I going to do to get strong? First thing, walk in the spirit. It says walk in the spirit and will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. And, uh, and that's such a good truth. Last week we made the point. The walk we're called to is not based on law keeping for righteousness. I'll say that again. It's not based on law keeping for righteousness. Those that are prone toward legalistic views struggle with Romans chapter 10, where the scripture says so very plainly uh, that Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believes. And and so therefore, you know, if we're looking, uh, looking for what it is that allows us to say that, well, we're right with the Lord, we have to look at our believing. We have to look at our faith because we've been saved by faith and not by works. When we walk in the spirit, we live from that transformational power that Jesus purchased for us at the cross. I'll say that again. When we walk in the spirit, we live from the transformational power. That's what transforms us. You know, we tap in again to that regeneration ability. And in doing so, we become more like him, become more like the Lord Jesus. That's the destiny that we're called to. Becoming more Christ-like. Can you say amen? You know, becoming more like Jesus. So what what, some might ask very well, what does that look like? We'll get to it. What does it look like to become more Christ-like? what does it look like to become more like him? For me, for you, for those that go out and work 40, 50 hours a week in the worksite, what does it it look like to become more like Jesus? It's a good question, isn't it? We need to answer that. Romans 8, 29, it says this, uh, and I've got the scripture there, it says, for whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn, among many brethren. Uh, the call is to be conformed to him, his image. It's him that makes us attractive to others as Christians. It's him. It's him in us. And uh, we should know. We should know what that looks like. It's that outward demonstration of the new man on the inside, where we don't just keep our Christianity to ourselves as something that gives us warm fuzzies on Sunday morning but we actually start to say, I want to be more Christ-like. I want people to see the new man in me and know that that's actually Christ-likeness that I'm called to. The new man, the new person I am in Christ Jesus. And it's a display that comes from our determination to walk with the Lord as the new man, not the old man. Now, those that are close to me, my family, occasionally see the old man. You know, we joke about it because we all do that. You know, there's a there's a, a part to us. But tell there's such a there's such a blessing in walking your Christian life out of that new man that you are in Christ Jesus. Such a blessing we get all of the we get all the blessing that comes out of that. Um, and and classic example, I think, uh, just recently, and uh, we we received news that where we thought that our in this current, for for all the visitors that are here today, the current housing market has been very tricky because there's a lot more people that have decided to come in the relative safety of Broome and buy houses and also for those that have had investment properties, rent those houses out. And so we were thinking that we were relatively safe. We saw that there was a little bit going on um, in the market, checked with our landlord, thought, Yep, looks safe. We look like we should be okay, and uh, and we're enjoying a a long tenancy where we are, and we thought we'd love to keep that happening. We just got a phone call one day, and uh, it was uh, just a couple of days before Rosemary was going to be heading off to uh, down to Perth to see Mum and Dad and have a have a little bit of a break down there, and and of course the phone call came, I took the call and it was from the owner of the home who said, we're sorry to say, but we feel that this is the right time for us to, uh, you know, sell our house. And of course, uh, that means that, you know, by the end of the year, we like to have, have sold it. And we said, well, that's okay. We appreciate that need and that you should, it's a good time in the market. There's a lot of need and good, you know, over, uh, under supply. So you should sell it quickly, you know. And, um, and we said, well, we'll start looking for another place." And, and initially, my real concern was telling Rosemary. <laughs> that, was, that was the thing that I was more afraid of than anything, was to tell Rosemary. <laughs> Not because she was going to walk in the flesh or anything, but b- probably because, because, because you know, there'd be that potential anxiety that could possibly come and, and uh, encroach upon her peace when she was going away on holidays. And so, um, so anyway, uh, I decided that, she, you know, um, I'd be dead if I didn't tell her anyway. So. <laughs> so so I just thought not to keep that secret from her. So I let her know. And of course, we just agreed that, well, well the Lord's got the right place for us and, and, uh, and, and, and just made that agreement between ourselves. And I said, don't think about it. You're going on holiday, you know, going away for a couple of weeks. Go and spend time with family. Enjoy yourself. Don't think about it. Actually, the wrong thing is to say don't think about it, isn't it? Because that's not really not what we're tapping into. What we have to tap into is a new man who has peace from God. Amen. That's what we have to tap into, is, is that new creature that we are in Christ Jesus that actually has peace built in. And it's, as you know, it's the peace that passes understanding. It's the peace that uh, to actually fully walk in it, you have to be willing to not understand it. I know. And see, a lot of us want the peace. Jesus said, um, I leave you with my peace. I think uh, in John, uh, John 16, my peace I leave you with. Uh, not as the world gives, I, leave you, I give you, but my peace. I think it goes something like that. And, uh, and of course, his peace is based on him knowing the end from the beginning. And what we do is we tap into that. We have to be absolutely assured that he knows exactly what our needs are. And we rest in that. And so without knowing what the answer or solution would be, uh, I just again found myself just appreciating that beautiful peace that you can walk in even in difficult times where you don't fall to bits, where you don't you know, start to get all anxious or concerned and worried and start doing things in your own effort, but that you just walk in that peace. And we'll see in a minute, it's a part of the blessing that we have in Christ Jesus by walking in the new man and not walking in the old man you know being those new creatures in Christ walking and talking with God and so we'd already cast the care of it upon the Lord and of course it took us nine days to actually come up with a solution to our accommodation need find a new home and uh and of course have discussions about that nine days and I give the Lord all the glory but what I love more than anything is not that he had an answer for our situation but that I again got to experience that peace you see when everything's just going along great and fine you don't necessarily it's like you don't need to really sort of pull on that but it's when things start to go wrong that you need to you know really press in for that and uh and you know to the point where I hardly was thinking about it during those nine days you know we well we could do this or we could do that or you know we had you know some of those thoughts but none of those were anxious thoughts they were just practical thinking uh, thoughts and you know the beauty of it is church is that we're all able to walk in that peace that passes understanding and i'll tell you why and we'll look at it in a few minutes but this next verse speaks of the old man look what in romans chapter 6 and verse 21 verse 22 what fruit did you have then in the things of which you are now ashamed for the end of those things is death but now having been set free from sin and having become slaves of God you have your fruit to holiness and the end everlasting life you see that's the outcome or fruit of walking in the spirit is holiness separation to God that again talks about our relationship with the Lord our separation to God holiness if you want to achieve holiness, we have to view holiness in the light of our walk in the spirit. And here's the takeaway. If you try and produce holiness from legalism and law keeping, you miss the purpose and power of the cross. Some of you might want to write that down. If you try and achieve holiness from legalism and law keeping, you miss the purpose and power of the cross. Nothing wrong with recognizing what the law teaches us is great for our lives etc but if you try and achieve holiness from it you're going to fail and i like galatians chapter 5 verse 22 We're going to read that now too it says but the fruit of the spirit is love joy peace we're just talking about peace long suffering kindness goodness faithfulness verse 23 gentleness self-control against such there is no law and those who are in christ are those who are christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires And look what it says in verse 25 if we live in the spirit which we do if we're saved if we're born again this morning if we live in the spirit let us also walk in the spirit In other words, that's that that determination, that that, uh, uh, I'm going to walk in the spirit. I'm going to walk not in the flesh. I'm going to walk in the spirit. And, you know, these are the riches of of his glory. You know, this is the freedom that we're called to. It's the outcome or fruit of God's work on the inside of us when we're born again. Amen. You know, uh, our walk with God needs to be a walk in the spirit. If other people are ever going to see transformation in us, and be attracted to Christ through us, it's because He is now in you, and you're walking in Him for others to see. Have you ever gotten around Christians who just seem to exude, you know, that, that that sense of God's presence? I know I've, i um, as as a. Uh, person sat through many conferences, and you know I've heard great speakers I've seen people who just who were amazing in their oratory from the from the pulpit and the message and it was revelatory and you sat there with goosebumps on your goosebumps from the, from the message that you received but I tell you what in the probably twenty years ago we came around some ministries who who um, had really taken on uh, uh, i guess you could say another level of walk with the Lord that I'd not been acquainted with and it really caught my attention and it was like Christians and even other people were attracted to it you know like like bees to a honey sort of thing you know Uh, it, it was just such an attraction and it was like it was almost like they were walking like Jesus walked and people were so attracted you know to get around that ministry it was like they couldn't get enough of that ministry Uh, gift on their life it's because they'd made that determination you know to be so christ-like in their daily life the way that they live they're drawing near to god drawing close to him walking with him keeping in step with him that it just exuded from their life and they stepped into it on a daily basis most recently um, i can think of one person like that and he said to me he said to me a couple of years ago he says i just walk in open heaven now And I went, wow. He goes, yeah, I just walk in open heaven. He feels like there's just nothing, you know, between him and, you know, the Heavenly Father. There's nothing stopping anything that, you know, he walks in. It's just amazing. I believe it starts from walking in the spirit and not in the flesh. And, of course, these are the riches of his glory, which is Christ in you. Uh, In Colossians chapter 1, it talks about Christ in you, the hope of glory. Is that Christ in you? And people need to see it. We need to obviously walk in it and know it. But when people start to see it, they'll get attracted to it. And they're not going to just going to be attracted to you. They're going to be attracted to Jesus in you and come to know him. And that's the job. That's the task. That's the, that's the, uh, uh, the mission that we're on, is to get other people to come to know what we've received in Christ Jesus. Amen? Amen. 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 Well, just as we stand, I'm going to pray. And then the worship team's going to come. And uh, we're going to have a bit of fellowship Uh, I encourage you for visitors that are here we do have some food prepared and we're going to open those uh, doors but we're just going to go out with a song and uh, I'd like us just to pray though just to let the Lord seal in your hearts this morning Um, you know maybe something that you've heard that's fresh to you uh, something that you need to maybe make it make an application of so why don't we stand and and uh, we're going to Just pray a prayer. Uh, After we've prayed, we'll have a song. And maybe after the song, if you're here this morning, you'd like prayer. You'd like, you know, uh, uh, the pastoral staff to uh, lay hands on you. Uh, there's an opportunity for you to come down and actually receive uh, prayer as well. So, so don't hold back. Don't be shy. Come on down the front after the song, though, all right, so that we can pray for you. And then the, the food service will be opened and, uh, and we'll dismiss. But let's just pray. Heavenly Father, we again thank you. Thank you for this opportunity to be um, a people uh, in your word, Lord, on a Sunday morning together, the church, Father, the church, Lord God, those called-out ones, Father. And that we ask this morning, Lord, that as you, uh, um, as you receive your people, Lord God, you minister and touch hearts here today, Lord, as only you can. Lord, those things that we've uh, heard, the, the word of God today that, that um, speaks to our hearts, Lord God, we ask that you seal it. Lord, that you seal it today by your Holy Spirit. Lord, where there's adjustments needed. Lord, where there's things that uh, perhaps we've not done that we need to do. Lord, that you would help us to recognize it and make a fresh commitment and devotion to doing your word, not just hearing it. Lord, that we would put your word into, into action in our lives. That, Father God, you might be glorified. You might be honoured all the more. And that, Lord, those around us, those that are in our workplaces, those that are in our, um, our fields of influence, Lord God, our family members might see Christ in us. All the more, Father, all the more we pray. And, Lord God, be attracted to not us, but him. And, uh, and know that it's it's your work in us that, Father, has brought that about. Christ in us, the hope of glory, Father. We ask today in Jesus' name these things, Father, and, and just invite now your Holy Spirit to again minister to us as we as we uh, leave this place today and as we go our separate ways, Lord. We pray uh, your blessing on um, those that are visiting with us today who are travelling, going uh, in, in different directions, Lord. But we ask your blessing upon... Uh, we ask your blessing upon their um, their travels. We declare every kilometer is blessed as they go, Father, and safe, Lord, because of you. Thank you, Lord God. We thank you, Heavenly Father. Also, pray, Lord God, for those who who are having birthdays, Father God. We think of Bill and uh, and 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 Warren. I don't know when his, Warren's birthday is, but Father, we ask your blessing on on Warren and Bill today, Lord God. Their birthdays are there and and Lord, celebrating uh, their life and not only. Uh, of uh, just their lives, Father, but their life in you, Lord. We ask your blessing upon them. So, Father, we thank you as we go from here today, Lord. Let, let your words stir in our hearts all the way through the week. Let your spirit continue to walk with us and talk with us. And, uh, and, Lord, let us be that people that shine with your glory in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Amen. Let's go out with a song.